0: Hey, Chet. Hey, Denzel. How's it going? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. It's our 99th episode. Yeah. Episode 99 of Real Nerd Hours. And as a throwback, what we're going to do is do what we were doing when we first started, two years ago almost. And we're going to start off the show with questions. Um, this isn't something, I don't know. This It's just a throwback to back when we didn't know what the fuck we were going to talk about every episode. <laughs> as if
1: we still do
0: (laughs) when you're right you're right i still have no fucking idea every time we walk into this motherfucker i'm like oh shit what did i do over the weekend
1: oh yeah oh yeah that's that's often how i spend my tuesday if i even think about it that much where it's like wait what what happened in the last week yeah (laughs) did i
0: watch something any news worth talking about Did anything funny happen? It's funny because there are a lot of news stories or a lot of drama on the internet. But it's a lot of things that I don't really give a fuck about. Yeah. Like there's some drama about subtitles not being in a game or something. That's whack. Yeah. And (laughs) it's it's real... Real weird. Real weird. I know there's a lot of complaints about Fallout 76 right now. Yeah, fuck. I mean, when are you guys going to fucking learn? Bethesda doesn't make (laughs) completed games on release. That shit will be tight. That shit will be knocking in like six months. Yeah, like after several patches and like some fan-made
1: patches. And there was apparently a bug. Not to get into Fallout 76 too much. but Because I know basically nothing. But there was apparently a bug. That was a that was present in Fallout Four, that Bethesda never fixed. So some fans went in and fixed the code themselves.
0: Oh shit!
1: And like that was just a a patch that everyone fucking installed, but it doesn't work in '76. (laughs) They like patched the patch. (laughs) Oh geez! So now that bug is just there. I have no idea what the bug even is, but that sucks.
0: Yep. (laughs) Wow. All right, questions from the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash Hours.
1: Thanks for writing in, everyone. The first one for this week comes from Fuck Police Officers.
0: Oh, boy. I actually looked into this. <laughs>
1: this one's a doozy. Yeah. We're just going to get right into it.
0: Yeah. So he says,
1: so I was browsing Netflix the other day, and one of their originals being promoted to me was an animated series called Super Drags. From what the autoplayed trailer showed me, it was about a group of drag queen superheroes. I find nothing wrong with this as a concept, but the trailer seemed offensive. The words "fags" and "queers" were being thrown around by the main characters themselves, and it seemed exploitative to me. I'm not a part of the drag community, so maybe that's something that they do and are okay with. Are okay with? I wasn't personally offended, but it just seems like something Netflix wouldn't actively promote or endorse, at least at face value. It could also say something about my viewing habits if this is what Netflix thinks I should be watching, so maybe I should give it a shot. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too far into the trailer, or maybe I'm just being an asshole, and if so, let me know, please. Curious on your thoughts on the show, the trailer, if you've seen it, or if you've heard of Super Drags.
0: Cheers. Oh, boy. Yeah, I looked into this shit as soon as I saw the question. Yeah. It, to me, personally, yeah, I think it's highly offensive, but... Uh, and it's a show that's from Brazil. Oh, is it? Yeah. And yeah. it's just been dubbed over by Americans. Interesting. Yeah. And I don't know what the translation is like from uh, Brazilian Portuguese to English mm. or if they're taking it and doing it like uh, they did Power Rangers where they effectively right. take the footage and then create a new story out of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know what what that show is like, but it's poorly produced uh, the voice acting sucks, of course. <laughs> I mean, the dub is terrible. Yeah. And it's so as far as it being offensive, like I don't because I'm not uh, a part of that community. I can't really judge for them what they would find offensive. Yeah,
1: it's it's a really uh, thin line to walk when you do something that's like pushing the boundaries of what's acceptable in a fringe community of a set of minorities. So, like, you know, the gay community is being more and more accepted into everyday life, which is a great thing. But then there's drag queens, which are a subset of that community where a lot of the men and women involved, you know, some of them are trans, some of them aren't, some of them are gay, some of them are straight. It's not necessarily, like, it. there's no one checkbox that you have to check in order to be a drag queen it's just a thing that people do and you know it's becoming more of a culturally relevant thing with the popularity of like rupaul's drag race etc this feels like some late 70s era black exploitation level shit and like i don't I, I don't really know what to make of it because i mean when you have stuff like, oh, yeah, this guy, he's the main character of a movie, but he also slaps women and sells drugs. It's like, is that really a good thing to have? Like,
0: I don't know. Yeah. When people I posted this on Twitter the other day. Like people are getting mad at different things in the media, especially grown men in relation to Shira, which is fucking weird. <laughs> uh, but in in relation to like representation, yes, it's important to have good representation in media. Not all representation is good representation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like looking at something like, um, although I haven't seen it yet. Uh, and this isn't by far, uh, according to like the Asian homies that I have, like they're proud of this type of representation, crazy rich Asians. Yeah. Uh, and I think that even though I've seen, I haven't seen it all, watched some of it, it's a rom com. I like it's basically any romantic comedy that I've ever seen, but with Asian people in it and like fighting for representation that doesn't do harm is good. Yes. Right. But my problems with specifically crazy rich Asians is like dog, it's like a movie that's celebrating the fuck out of capitalism. And it's like, and it's not actually anybody in there that's having a struggle with life. It's people who have, problems not like problems but (laughs) problems the the only real universal story that you can tell is fucking struggle yeah somebody's struggling people understand what this i'm getting off on a fucking tangent anyway (laughs) uh i think that uh it that's not a positive thing and like i don't know if this is something that somebody within the community had made brazil has its own problems with uh homophobia like large-scale problems systemic problems with homophobia especially since yair bolsonaro was elected
1: oh that's some other shit too yeah
0: so it when you tell me that it's it's a Brazilian show. I, it sets off red flags for me because it seems like it was made just to mock a segment of the community.
1: Yeah. And like, it's such a weird space to inhabit when you have borderline offensive humor and stuff. And like when you poke fun at some of those things, like, you know, the say, boondocks
0: like, is a great example the of that. Boondocks is a great example of that.
1: But be- they they do it in a way that it's presented that it's clear that, say, Uncle Ruckus is not a good thing. Yeah. Or like, you know, that Tom takes it too far. Yeah. So or even you know, shit, even Huey Huey and Riley, like, Huey is so militant that he can't be a kid, and then Riley is such a thug that it's just absurd, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. The the difference also is when I was speaking to uh, my boy about it. He was like, this doesn't seem like it came from within the community. Yeah. It seems like it was made by somebody who was trying to make a product for the community. Yeah. And
1: there's, there are also definite issues just from that alone. Yeah. Like um, it's, it's kind of funny because like the old really racist Disney cartoons had better representation of like, their own racial fucking like <laughs> caricatures like the 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 racist ass crows from uh, dumbo were voiced by black people God and then dang. like fast forward 60 years and it's like okay you have the lion king which has like it's set in africa and has like three black actors on it or whatever you know where they were they paid more attention to that and then that went away for a while and then it came back I don't remember what the point I was trying to make with that. <laughs> oh, no, representation from within. Yeah, so like when you make something for a community, but you're not part of that community and you don't include that community in the product that you're making, that's still exploitative.
0: Yeah, and people will get a sense that it's not something coming from within the community. Yeah, it
1: feels disingenuous. Because yeah. it is, you don't know. <laughs> like yeah. I'm not going to write a story about you know a gay community I can write stories that involve a gay character but you know I know gay people but I haven't lived that struggle I don't know what that's like
0: exactly and one of the things that made boondocks and even to some extent Chappelle's show so culturally impactful is because it was highly relatable content if you were a person of color like that shit dog you would watch some of those episodes and you would be like yo like this is like reading my entire life to me right now this is this is like exactly what happens in these situations yeah and if it were coming from somebody else like they a wouldn't have that insight into what the community is like and b it's it would come across as like Kind of racist, <laughs> like uh, doc, uh, you like nigga moments, for instance. Oh yeah, like most, <laughs> most, if not all, black people know exactly what the fuck that means, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, as somebody who comes from within the community, using the specific type of vernacular that's common with black people, using the word nigga and knowing the the context and everything that comes along bundled with that word, you have license to use it in a way that some people aren't going to understand. And this isn't a discussion on like whether or not people are allowed to use it or whatever. We're not going to ever talk about that. Uh, It's a matter of the context that's provided when the word is used, right? It's going to be different when somebody who's, Fucking like Filipino says it to me, and <laughs> it will, a shop. right? Like, it, yeah, because that black person has an inherent understanding of the context, not just an academic understanding, but a social and cultural understanding of it as well. Like the Filipino cat that's approaching me yelling the N word at me hasn't been sitting in the barber shops that are full of black people (laughs) at all times. I mean, they could be right, but it's, it's a different experience if you're a member of the community versus being welcomed into the community. And then also on top of that, just being an observer of the community. Yeah. So the show seems like it's probably exploitative to some degree, but who the fuck knows
1: yeah, that's that's one of those things that I really can't speak on, like for me as an outsider, I find the whole concept of drag queens to be mildly offensive to the trans community, where like, I know part of the issue that some people have with, say, like gay pride parades is that it feels hyper-sexual and like, just way overblown to the point where they don't seem like normal people. I'm putting that in massive air quotes, but you know, you don't dress like a drag queen on an everyday basis. Women don't look like that. Men don't look like that. It's, it's its own thing. And, but they're presenting themselves as women and oh, this is how women should look, whatever. So if you don't fit this bill, you can't be a drag queen to me. That cheapens the experience and the struggles of transgendered people But that's just my outside perspective. And I know plenty of trans people who are really into drag shows and love RuPaul and all that. And I know some people that do take some issue with it. And that's one of those things that I'm not going to tell you how to feel. It's just that you have to come to your own conclusions with this. Yeah. You know, I know plenty of black people who say no one should say nigga. I know plenty of black people. I know a couple of black people who say that
0: everyone should say it. Doug, I'm not having it. I'm not having it. I'm not fucking having it.
1: (laughs) But, you know, you're going to have some nuanced perspectives to these things because everyone's experience is a little different. Yeah. So.
0: I hope that answers your question. (laughs) Yeah. Do we get everything in there? I I hope so.
1: let's, Let's take a look. Oh, there is one thing we didn't really touch on and that's that Netflix... This doesn't seem like something that they would be promoting.
0: Depends on what you've been watching. Uh, if the show is classified as quote-unquote irreverent, uh, yeah. which is like the marketing word for disrespectful, <laughs> then if you're watching things like Joe Rogan's stand-up, uh, where he's ta- constantly whining about SJWs or whatever or uh even like Tom Segura stuff or anybody who's related in that chain of things. Yeah, yeah. there's a chance that you'll just be recommended it and if you watch
1: anything animated they promote more animated stuff so yeah whether if you're watching
0: Brickleberry yeah. Paradise PD but also I have a huge problem with Brickleberry I haven't a, watched any of it good don't it's stupid it looks pretty dumb for what it is it's just a, like a bear that's, racist, well, like that's a racist small bear. That's racist.
1: Oh, so it's Ted. Yeah, I haven't seen Ted. <laughs> no, nah, Ted's more sexist than racist. Man. Oh
0: Jesus. <laughs> all right. Well,
1: yeah. And I also think that they probably had some hand in production of it. And then, you know, they've been pushing stuff like queer eye and all that, but it does feel odd that they would have an opening trailer, like on the front screen where you've got the F word, like just out there.
0: <sighs> yeah. It seems like a bad look. But they're like, oh we're not here to offend I don't care if you're offended. Yes, yeah.
1: JW. Right now is such a shitty time for anyone on the internet where it's like, if you take issue with anything, it's like, oh, I didn't think you would be so offended, you fucking snowflake. Right? <laughs> there's no there's no sense of nuance right now. Yeah, everything is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so unicorn hipster asks what's up my guys
0: you know chilling
1: yeah we out here you know it's almost thanksgiving so that's
0: cool yeah we'll
1: talk on that a bit later
0: yeah yeah milano eight asks this is a new one have you ever have you heard this name before i have not welcome to it hey welcome thanks for riding in bud he asks or she whoever whatever what's up with you guys and dick oh uh, milano is a type of cookie isn't it yeah uh. Yeah, yeah okay they're delicious
1: all right i know you're not ha- hating each other but it seems like you're not speaking to each other at all Hope it wasn't because of the peach drama i enjoy it when you're on his show maybe you guys can invite dick or szechuan or both on rnh
0: maybe even tim changs so i'm i'm gonna keep it funky uh I don't normally talk about this sort of thing, and especially after it happened, I was very tight-lipped about it. So, uh, no, Dick and I don't hate each other, but I know this part specifically is going to be listened to people that don't normally listen to the show, so I'm going to try to be more clear than I normally am. Uh, Dick and I weren't friends, not to say that we hated each other or disliked each other or anything we just knew each other through the podcast it's not as if we were fucking hanging out and getting beers and shit i mean we would after the <laughs> episodes but we weren't seeing each other outside of the context of the podcast so it's not as if we were like besties like i would text them every now and again see what's up so on and so forth i knew him from my appearance on the biggest problem and then beyond that i just appeared on his podcast a few more times Uh, so I think people overstate the type of relationship that Dick and I have. We're friendly. Yeah, definitely. Uh, acquaintances. Yeah, I'd say that. I mean,
1: you have to equate this to basically a coworker, but you don't even work on site together. Yeah. So like you didn't see each other all the time. You lived in different cities. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: But that's about it.
0: Yeah, Exactly. And another thing that happened, and I'll keep it 1000% funky with you, because for some reason, a lot of people have been asking me about this lately, (laughs) why I stopped going on the show. And yes, it's because of the shit that happened with Peach. Uh, So as a result of the slight that she felt, uh, I ended up getting doxxed. They threatened me. They threatened to call my work. Uh, I don't know if they actually did. I don't have evidence that they did, but they definitely had all my information. So they, and this is, I'm not saying that Peach asked them to. She didn't. She didn't have anything to do with. This person doxing me. What happened though was the person who was taking in this content of what was going on at the time uh, took it upon themselves as a way to get at me over what was going on with Peach to dox me. Yeah, of course. Uh, so I said, "Fuck this. I I don't need this. I, yeah, there's huh. I prefer to have my job than to appear on occasion on this <laughs> podcast. And like, is it? It's not worth risking." My live I mean granted, they could hear this and be like, "Oh, yeah, I did do that let me let me go back and do that again yeah. uh it, it's not worth risking anything uh I'm not making enough money off of podcasting <laughs> yeah. to to appear on dick's show um a few free beers after, and lunch is cool, but that's not worth risking my full time salary, yeah, no. Nah um and the person i don't i don't know why they did it but they did it i assume it had to do with what was going on at the time and i just said fuck this but i apologized because this person threatened me
1: yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and say that i mean i guess i have vested interest in, in picking a side here but I got the receipts and yeah, I'm, I'm team Denzel on this
0: one. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, I was put in a real shitty position. Initially I wasn't going to, uh, Chet definitely, uh, talked me into it to some degree, but like, it's not worth it. It's not worth Like, yeah, no. and like, yo, shout out to all the people that I still keep in contact with from that community, but fuck that. Yeah. no, you guys can keep that shit to yourselves. I don't need to be involved anymore. I well, fuck it. I'm like I've been done. Oh. And normally I just try to keep it quiet. I tried to bow out silently and just disappear from it, but I couldn't. And people don't forget, no. as it turns out. Shadows to Super Bad. No, people do not forget that shit. No,
1: I mean, you know, we we are grateful to uh, the support that we've gotten from the community in the past, and you know, for we're essentially splintered off from that, and uh, you know, a lot of our regulars. We're part of that community, are part of that community, and all that. But one dude fucked it up for all y'all. So uh, shout-outs to that guy. Yeah. And uh, fuck him forever.
0: Yeah, and definitely want to acknowledge the fact that, like, this podcast wouldn't have the amount of success it's had at all without Dick, period. Yeah, no question. Like, we wouldn't be where we are. And this isn't this kind of thing that I talk about normally, because, like, Top to bottom, the people who are involved or even the people spectating in the community do not give a fuck about this. This is the last time I'm ever going to talk about this. Don't ever ask me again while I'm not on that show. Don't ask (laughs) me again because I'm not going to go back on there. It's not worth the risk for me. And it's been long enough at this point that I'm comfortable talking about it. But like, I've learned my lesson dog. You don't, this is like a Pavlov's dog situation, except like the bell is me losing my fucking job. (laughs) So that's it. I'm done with it. There's, you're not going to hear me on that show again, unfortunately for you. But I mean, you can listen here if you like, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Your favorite podcasters, favorite podcast. Number one in the world.
1: So our next question for this week's comes from Juice Campbell. He asks, What scared the shit out of you as kids? I'll never forget the first time I saw King Ramses on Courage the Cowardly Dog and nearly pissed myself. I was also spooked by the goosebumps and X-Files as a kid. But Courage never failed to traumatize me. I can't really think of anything that jumps out as like, Oh shit, this was traumatizing and all that. I mean, yeah, there was creepy stuff. Like most of the shit on Courage was... Yeah, actually really creepy.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But I was never really scared by anything, more so like upset or like off put by stuff. Again, Courage the Cowardly is a great one for that. Like uh, the fucking uh Eustace's toe getting that fungus that takes over his body. Oh, that's God. weird. That episode was funny and like in the end the the monster was fine but like the growth that was gross
0: you know the doctor not the doctor cats the cats episode one with a slow talking cat yes that one freaked me out like the motel with the giant spiders yeah oh my god yeah and like same with that episode of ren and stimpy where they're pulling out the teeth and shit
1: (laughs) yes i remember there was a Random stupid video game on the uh, Sega. Now that, that stage bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to get
0: eaten. Uh, yeah, yeah. No.
1: there's there's a lot of like unintentionally really creepy stuff. There was um, this one wasn't for me, but a friend of mine. There was a Sesame Street math game on the NES, and I think it was like Elmo's game. Where you're like doing an addition on the moon or some shit. And if you got a question wrong, Elmo pops out from the bottom of the screen and shakes his head. And it plays this really loud. And it was just like really upsetting.
0: (laughs) Jeez. Oh, Langoliers. For some reason. The movie. Don't know why. Scared the shit out of me as a child. Watched it recently as an adult. Fucking awful. (laughs) It's one of the most boring fucking movies I've ever seen in my life but for some reason just as a kid just really fucked me up
1: well okay rella rella says bros that incel story was fake as fuck i can't deny that there's stinky racist incels out there but that post just had too many fucking characters and unnecessary details just compare the amount of characters and details you mentioned when telling the tale of the bootlicker or mr camgirl bankruptcy same guy by the way.
0: Yeah, definitely <laughs> the same dude. Um well, the the latter one is because we didn't have that many details into it. Yeah. Uh we just know that that's something that happened and senior Bu- I mean, we could have told you everybody like the names of the 11 people in the room when it happened, <laughs> but that wouldn't have added anything to the story.
1: Yeah, I I I do I do see what you're saying. It reads more like something that was well thought out and like planned, start to finish but I think that's also because it was written and it probably was well thought out like I'm not saying unequivocally that this is a real story but I'm going to say that that's not the reason to doubt it because if this was a real situation this father was like trying to get this message out it probably was something that was crafted you know like He told the story not in one sitting. He didn't just write it out stream of consciousness like, oh, this happened. Oh, wait, wait, don't forget about that. No, no, he probably went through chronological order for everything and like, you know, tried to make it as clear and coherent as possible while being very detailed with it. I will say that there are some things that do make it feel a little um, too convenient or like too check every box this is the worst kind of incel kind of thing but we don't know
0: it's it's, my thought about that is like how does it benefit me personally to believe that it's fake right like and knowing like knowing that it's real or fake uh will have zero to no impact on my life because like I know what the incel game looks like. I know there are people like if you read enough of these boards, like you'll find something along those lines. Yeah, like,
1: like every every one of those things that was said and done in that story, that's been done by someone
0: yeah. in this community. And You can. It's not like it's hard stuff to find if you read nope. enough of the red pill shit you read enough of the black pill shit like you will come across people with those ideas i mean not necessarily to the point where they're trying to like rape their sister's friend uh that's weird (laughs) yeah um yeah very very awful uh but it's you'll you'll find other stories you'll find information on there
1: yeah and that's part of what makes me more likely to believe this is because Even if on those red pill boards, all of those stories are exaggerated or even faked entirely. Some young, impressionable teenage boy is going to read those stories and think, I can do that. Even if the story was fake, they're going to see it presented as the truth. And that's going to influence how they act. So I'm not entirely convinced that this thing is fake because it could definitely
0: happen. Yeah, it definitely could, which is fucking frightening.
1: Yeah, but I'm sure there are dozens and hundreds of uh, Internet detectives that are trying to find out one way or the other whether
0: or not this story is true. Um, If I really, really had to guess, I would say that probably 80% of it is true.
1: Yeah, I'm sure some of it's
0: exaggerated or, you know, or phrased in like an ambiguous way where I mean, or even the wording, because like if you look at somebody's sentence structure, it'll tell you a lot about what they're trying to achieve in a sentence. Yeah, like if they say uh, my son's got horrible B.O. is that's different from saying like his B.O. was so bad, it was hard to be in the same room as him. Yes, like those those two, though they could be describing the same thing, have different meanings, right?
1: Like you know, one is talking about the sun, and oh, the sun stinks. The other is the stink is so bad, where like it really puts the emphasis on the bo, and it it changes how you perceive this information.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Whatever the case, whoever wrote it. Uh, was had a very clear uh, point to get across.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a, I mean, sad story.
1: Yeah, shit sucks. Samurai Jack the Face Ripper asks, "Best Jackson, Michael or Janet?"
0: Obviously, Michael. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about music, yes, yes.
1: <laughs> Best Janet Jackson. And why is it the if music video, Janet?
0: Oh, uh I mean are we talking about looks or dance moves or like what are we talking about? Uh you know, I'm not really sure. He's not really clear, but uh you know that if
1: music video Brill heater. Yeah, ain't too bad. Ain't too bad. But I'm gonna say best Jackson is Joe Jackson because none of the shit wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for his abusive ass. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs>
0: Uh uh I don't know. I don't know. Impossible for me to answer. If we're talking about music alone, obviously it's Michael. Uh Janet has some heaters. She definitely has some, some serious hits. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty.
1: Oh man, nasty. Throb. I remember hearing that song as a kid. And I was like, oh, she's giving birth. That's the only time <laughs>
0: women make those sounds. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that family had some very good musical talent.
1: That they did. That they did. I mean, shit still do. Yeah. Janet actually put out an album kind of recently.
0: Yeah. And she had her first baby at like 50 or something like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, good
0: for her. Yeah.
1: Live your life, Queen. Yeah. I don't know which uh, Jackson is best ja- or which Janet is best, Janet, but there's a lot to choose from that are solid.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I like the I can't remember the name of the video now. I'm having a massive brain fart. The military suit stomping around. Uh Rhythm Nation? Rhythm Nation. Yeah, that yeah. Was a
1: good video. Yeah. Some some solid dancing in that one. But that does it for questions for this week. Thanks for writing in.
0: Yeah, thanks everybody for writing in. On uh, us appreciate next it. week
1: for episode
0: 100. It's going to be episode 100 got to drum up those listeners with the drama chat. <laughs> uh, so Friday of last week, you may have noticed at some point that David Arquette was trending. <laughs> and some of you are sitting at home right now. like, Who the fuck is David Arquette? He's yeah, an actor. He's Thank a, you very much. He's
1: an actor that you would recognize his face. And the name probably sounds vaguely familiar, but you're still like, who the fuck? It's because his
0: sister's Patricia Arquette. Yep. And David Arquette was starred in a movie in 2000 or 2001 called Ready to Rumble about pro wrestling. <laughs> and he was a huge pro wrestling fan. I'm not going to lie to you, I didn't watch the movie.
1: No, I mean, he's the movies that he, he was really one of those late 90s, early 2000s, quote unquote stars. He
0: was. Yeah, he was in he Scream. Screamed. It was the cop and scream. Yep, he was uh, Dewey, I believe his name was. The main
1: guy in Eight-Legged Freaks. Yeah. Remember that movie? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that kind of tells you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um so uh Yeah, so uh I go to this wrestling event and it's Featuring a lot of professional wrestlers. It's it's pro wrestling, as you would imagine. Not like Greco-Roman shit. This is like <laughs> WWE jumping off the top rope shit. Yeah. And I go there with the homie Ash. Shout-outs to Al from Virtual Pros. Gang gang. Uh Met him there. Yeah, yeah. And we proceeded to drink a whole bunch and eat some fucking banging ass fried chicken. I will add that if you are marinating your fried chicken in fish sauce sounds like a weird choice banging it's right. banging worth
1: it I'm give that a shot I've got fish sauce at home good yeah, yeah. do that
0: <laughs> uh, so Al uh, and Ash we all just get together and we're watching these matches uh, David Arquette comes in because he was the main fight Fight? no what is, what's it called Main event? Main event. There we go. He was the main event on the card versus this death match wrestler, an actual felon named Nick Gage. Oh, man. Nick Gage is fucking insane, and I fucking (laughs) love it. He just screams about MDK murder, death, kill. <laughs> it's fucking sick. So, uh, there, if you Google David Arquette right now, guaranteed, you're going to see a picture of him rocking the crimson mask. He's just got blood all on his face. And, uh, the match was fucking crazy. Damn. I loved it. Uh, I have been taking a turn in my drinking. I wanted to try something before I give it up uh, for a long, for the rest of my life. I don't know if I'm going to do that. I'm not going to do that. But (laughs) I wanted to try something uh, prior to, you know, not drinking any beer for a very long time. I wanted to try wine. So I bought a fucking jug of Carlo Rossi. Hell yeah. Uh, And I just, I slammed it. It was a sangria. Sangria is dope. Yeah. I think Carlo Rossi, if you're making mulled wine, you can just buy some of that cheap shit and put the spices in and that'll be perfectly fine. Yeah. Sounds Uh, right. Boil it for a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, all that aside, towards the end of the match, David Arquette there's a move called a backstabber and because it's a death match, they're using like fluorescent tubes and chairs and shit. Yep. And it was really, it was really something the fuck else. There's a move called the backstabber where you take your legs and you basically pull somebody who's standing in front of you into your knees. Like you jump up and plant your knees in their back. And, uh, as you pull them and then you go to the ground, like you basically pull yeah, them. Yeah, sounds the painful. Ground. Um I don't know am I doing a good de- job of describing that can you visualize I mean that I, I
1: also have your your gesticulation oh, along with yeah, that so
0: okay. um I mean I have the picture painted for me whatever y'all can google it yeah yeah just check out a backstab uh what it looks like from my vantage point is Nick Gage is going for the backstabber but using a fluorescent light tube to bring David Arquette down instead of using his hands. So David Arquette, I don't know what happens. It looks like he slips and he just takes a fluorescent tube to the fucking neck and he just starts bleeding. I mean, granted his face is bleeding already. It's a fucking death match, but the apparently in the right in the fucking neck and he's just gushing. So they have to finish the match super quick. It's fucking insane. That's wild. It was a great... It was a good-ass time. The venue was cool. I wish the wine was cheaper. (laughs) I mean, goddamn. If you're going to go out and you're going to go drink, then don't... Don't drink wine. It's bullshit. Wine is bullshit. I am like... I'm... I don't know. I have mixed feelings on
1: wine. Because, like, there's times where it's really nice. And, you know, you find a good one. And, you know, you can really just fuck with that. But... I cannot drink wine after drinking anything else. Like, I can start a night with wine and then go on to other stuff. But if I've been drinking beer or mixed drinks or whatever, and then I have wine, it's going to taste like the most bitter, acidic, or too sweet. I don't know what It just amplifies the taste of the wine, and I hate it. Uh, And drinking a lot of cheap wine will give you a massive hangover. As I learned. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it also sucks for that reason, but otherwise, I I dig wine, I'm cool with it.
0: Yeah, I don't
1: love it, but
0: I'm cool with it. Fair enough. There's a lot, there was like a rumor a while ago that cheap wine had like formaldehyde in it.
1: Oh, I actually uh learned about that not too long ago. It's uh, it's not necessarily cheap wine, it's Wine that isn't any alcohol that isn't uh, properly prepared. I forget what compound it makes in the alcohol itself. But when you drink it, your body turns that into formaldehyde. Oh, and that'll make you go blind. That's tight. Yeah. Which is why there's like, you know, the stereotypical joke of like, oh, the drunk guy that's going blind or is blind or whatever. That's because it's an actual thing that would happen. Not really an issue now because we aren't out here making toilet wine. Well. But, yeah, that can happen.
0: Check your non-toilet wine privilege, chats. <laughs> Sorry. We're out here living the good life. <laughs> yep. But, anyway, five out of five. Five, five star match. Dave Meltzer agrees.
1: Yeah. You know, it sounded like a pretty good time. Like I have a lot of wrestling fans on my Twitter feed, and that's all it was on
0: Friday night. And, uh, yeah. 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 Cool. It was a good time. Got to see great Sasuke. Oh, man. Uh, you don't know who that is, do you?
1: Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I just hear Sasuke and I'm like flashbacks to Konoha Village.
0: And Eddie Rath. Utachi. Uchiha. Nangekko oh, yeah. and eyes. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. That was oof. <laughs> good times. Yeah.
1: <laughs> good. Um, speaking of good times it's almost thanksgiving here in the states
0: thanksgiving
1: by the time we release this it'll probably be just about thanksgiving or actually already
0: thanksgiving it will be uh 6 a.m on the east coast there you go The show is released every thursday i don't actually know when the show is released i don't do this
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah uh yeah thanksgiving if you're not an american that's where we celebrate the Raping and pillaging of the indigenous people here in the great continent
0: of America. Yikes! With, Very po- problematic.
1: Yeah, but you know what? We out here. Uh, literally, we are in America. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we. There are some traditional Thanksgiving foods that are to be served at basically every Thanksgiving, and uh, I wanted to give a review on a lot of these foods. Because if you you aren't aware, uh, Denzel and I are a little bit more melanistic than a lot of the uh, pilgrims were, and uh, we have different tastes in foods than some of these white folks out here, Mm -hmm. and a lot of the traditional uh, Thanksgiving foods aren't very good. No. So, uh, yeah, we're going to break it down for you.
0: Uh, Turkey is bullshit.
1: Turkey sucks. Like, especially... I'm fine with it as like a sandwich meat or, you know, ground or whatever. But taking a whole ass turkey that's like 27 pounds and roasting it in the oven for eight hours with barely any seasoning, you're going to have dry bullshit bird. And it sucks. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there are different ways to prepare different birds. And uh, let me tell you, a bird that large is not meant to just be thrown into an oven and forgotten. No. No. It'll you got to deep fry it. Oh, deep fried turkey is actually legit though. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you got to be careful though.
1: Yeah, you got to be real careful. Fill your uh, your deep frying pot like less than halfway with your oil. Otherwise, that shit will boil over. And take it outside. Oh, definitely take it outside. Oh man, yeah, that's That is step one. Do not cook that shit inside your house because it it'll still probably boil over at least a little. Or at least there's a good chance of that. Uh and that will just catch fire, and there's basically nothing you can do
0: about it. Yeah. You gotta throw a bunch of flour on it. No, flour. No, yeah, flour. Flour. Dang. I mean if you have sand. Sand, yeah, sand over. <laughs> <laughs> fire extinguisher in the crib. Yeah, make sure you got an
1: ABC fire extinguisher handy. Because uh yeah, she can go very wrong. But if it goes right, it's delicious. But let me tell you what's better than deep fried turkey. Deep fried anything
0: else. (laughs) (laughs) Deep fried Oreos. Deep fried Twinkies. There was one
1: year when we did a deep fried turkey because it was, you know, it was all the rage. So the stuff was easy to get. And yeah, we had a turkey, two chickens, some ribs, some shrimp. We tried Twinkies and stuff, but we didn't prepare it properly. And deep fried ribs were fucking good. It was okay. amazing. I mean, granted, they were properly seasoned and everything and all that beforehand, but mm-hmm. that shit was tight. And the chicken was still better than the turkey anyway. Go figure. Oh. But yeah, the, the, the next obvious thing that comes with the turkey is the stuffing. Stuffing's even more bullshit than turkey.
0: Yeah, it <laughs> is. What is it? It's like cornbread mix with like vegetables and other meats.
1: I... I've had a lot of takes on stuffing. Uh, it, the one common ground is that it's some form of bread involved with various vegetables. So you can just take white bread, chop it up and, you know, toss some like carrots and celery and stuff in there. And then you literally just stuff that into the Turkey and then it absorbs some of the juices from the Turkey. And you know, that provides your flavoring, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Two things wrong with that. One, again, you're probably missing out on spices and it's just going to be bland. And two, uh if you don't cook that turkey with the stuffing long enough, like if you keep it stuffed in the turkey, there's a good chance that it won't cook through all the way. And so you putting bread into raw poultry you still got salmonella and shit to deal with. <laughs> so
0: you better make sure that shit's cooked all the way. That's that's like next level weird. Like why would you why would anybody just stuff the bird with bread? Just yeah, make I, it on the side. I, what the fuck? I don't know how that became a thing.
1: I guess they're like, well, they got this big ass hole in this turkey because it had organs at some point. <laughs> <It> <laughs>
0: what are we gonna colon, do with that? It had intestines. It had a stomach. Yeah, just put bread in there. What not? I, my mom, what she used to do was uh, she would cook a chicken. And then with the stuffing, what she would do is like mix the already cooked chicken into the mix for the stuffing as, lo- as, long, or as well as the vegetables and other things that she wanted to put in it and bake that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, rather than fucking being a weird ass degen and just <laughs> pouring this bread mix into a turkey. Yeah, that's
1: fucking weird. Yeah, no, nah, uh, I'm fine with like, okay, yeah, it's a savory bread pudding, effectively. Like that's basically what your mom was doing. That's yeah. fine, but just taking a bunch of bread and shoving it up a turkey's ass and cooking, yeah, like, pretending that you actually cooked that. Uh, that's weird. And it also will ha- always have a very inconsistent texture if you cook it that way. Yeah. Mashed potatoes. I know
0: you don't like mashed potatoes anyway. Nah, dog. You can miss me with that. Yeah. I. The I'm, fuck am I an 80 year old? <laughs> Give me a fucking straw. You're going to fucking make me drink this off of my plate. What the fuck? <laughs> mashed potatoes are bullshit.
1: Okay. Damn. I know I know you don't care for potatoes to begin with so I'm not going to try and like defend this to you but there is such a range in how mashed potatoes can be prepared that when I think of okay I'm going to a white person's house for Thanksgiving dinner and they're like you know just plopping a little piss sample of fucking mashed potatoes onto my plate that's bullshit however my dad Dirty mashed potatoes And that is He never <laughs> It
0: had olive juice in it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And vodka. Vodka in A
1: little, little splash of gin No uh, Basically he would use russet potatoes And those You know the brown skinned ones That you think of
0: Brown skin huh
1: Yeah You fucking racist Yeah That's what made him dirty No <laughs> well, no actually that, <laughs> that is actually what made him dirty And that's He didn't peel them but he would just cook them for so long that they would break down and, you know, still be mashable. Uh, and they also weren't fucking runny. If you have runny mashed potatoes, your shit sucks. Done. Just off rip, your shit sucks. And he cooked it with a shitload of butter, some heavy cream. And it was delicious. I have taken that a step farther, farther from my father uh, and learned how to make palms go. And that shit is delicious. And I might break down the recipe. I I, I, I think I'm going to record a recipe of this. Because to okay. like to tell you takes way too fucking long. To tell
0: you, it takes way too fucking long. To it, you, it too fucking long. That's right. <laughs> je, there's, je ne pas paris, How do you say what is it? Bonsaligo. Bonsaligo.
1: It's there's a lot of steps involved and a shitload of cheese. It was not a healthy
0: recipe. Definitely God, not. Damn, is it good? make it like a cheddar bay biscuit but with fucking potatoes instead of bread it
1: is basically the mashed potato version of cheddar bay biscuits goddamn it's all butter cheese and cream and then like oh yeah with potatoes as a medium as the delivery for this yeah gravy how you feel about gravy
0: Uh, it can be dank. Yeah. It can be. Like, dog, sometimes you get some of those dinner rolls, split a motherfucker in half, you get some of that dry fucking turkey, and then you (laughs) slide it right in there. Or even better, if you can find some of the good lamb or beef or whatever's been prepared, get some thin slices of that motherfucker, pop it on a little half slice of the roll, pour some gravy over it, Mm. got yourself a nice little open face sammy. Yeah. That's just good. Yeah. (laughs) That's just real good. Yeah.
1: But then you can also have bullshit gravy where it's just flavorless and just needs
0: like six tablespoons of salt in order to make it eat edible. And some people will make gravy with like the fat that comes out of the the bottom of the turkey thing. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But because the turkey's under seasoned, (laughs) the gravy is under or the fat's going to be under seasoned. Yeah. And then when you cut it to make a little roux with it with the flour, Mm -hmm. it's just like fat. And, and flour. flour. Yeah. And, and it's and- like, what the fuck is this supposed to taste <laughs> What's like, dog? even the point of this? You're not even enhancing the flavor. Yep. The illest thing that I ever made for a, a holiday party was a roasted lamb or smoked lamb, rosemary smoked lamb. Ooh. So you cover that bitch in rosemary and it's fucking sick. Like you you get the flavor on the outside of the, the lamb yeah, and that's fine or whatever. But the important part is when you set it to rest and you set it in the pan because the drippings coming off of it fucking A plus. Yeah. It's the flavor of the rosemary and the smoked uh fat coming out of the lamb. Yeah. And then you can just spoon it over the meat that you're yeah. cutting. And it's fucking delicious, dog. Mm. A plus. Yeah, I mm. didn't even need to make a fucking gravy out of that shit. It was yeah, just no, tasty. If it's good on its own, it's good on its own. Fuck yeah. It. What's fucked up though is like uh I do feel bad about like chatting hot shit about drinking an animal's blood essentially yeah yeah yeah. it's it's fat and blood (laughs) it's it's a real real weird thing to brag about apex predator
1: get at me (laughs) (laughs) if a lamb could do that to you well it wouldn't because it's vegetarian but you get the point (laughs) cranberry sauce
0: nah fuck that throw it in the trash
1: (laughs) I'm a I'm a fan of cranberry sauce just because it provides a, uh, a a much needed contrast to a lot of the foods like when you have turkey and stuffing and mashed potatoes and dinner rolls and gravy it's all very similar sort of flavor profiles yeah so cranberry sauce is tangy it's very different from everything else so I'm fine with it fine with it in that context but it's one of those like it has to be sparing it has to be made correctly like.
0: Yeah, if you if you're buying fucking ocean spray cranberry sauce, get that
1: shit. That's basically just (laughs) Jello.
0: Yeah, you got fucking problems. Oh man, that also makes me sick thinking of it.
1: I I saw a recipe for cranberry sauce. Maddie Matheson did a thing where it's like he makes a whole ass Thanksgiving feast, and cranberry sauce takes like ten minutes to make. It's super easy. Yeah, like
0: why? Why are we out here? getting fucking cranberry jello because the amount of time that it takes to make versus the amount of time it takes to just open up the can yeah it might be worth the time like if you're if you're already cooking like 40 things and you're like cranberry sauce what yeah (laughs) right yeah right i'm not doing that go get a fucking can of the ocean spray all right you got a point yeah
1: yeah yeah Green bean
0: casserole. Never had it. Not once in my life. Yeah, you haven't had Thanksgiving with white people, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, never. A- Good.
1: I, I. Most of the ones I've had are actually pretty dope. Honestly, like it's not something that I would ever go out of my way for, but I, I dig it. What's in it? Green beans, and just like French onions on the top and like I I think that's it as far as I'm where I'm you know I'm sure there's some seasoning involved in there but it's like again it's a nice contrast you know the the french frenched onions uh give you a nice nice crunch to it good texture oh that's cool yeah I can't really complain about it (laughs) it's kind of peak white but also kind of good so yeah you got
0: one (laughs) okay corn 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 c o r n corn i mean it's a thanksgiving fuck corn food. fuck corn forever <laughs> of everything on this planet that you could eat if you choose to eat corn you might as well just kill yourself <laughs> it's terrible corn is terrible like why is it like a candy on a fucking stick and all the shit just gets stuck between your teeth it's awful corn is terrible corn- if you like corn Dog, just cut out your tongue. <laughs> your taste
1: buds are worthless. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the one thing you have to stand on in that in that hot take of an opinion is that we are in Southern California. We don't really have any corn farmers down here. Some fresh ass corn, so that's like farmers market style. That's good. good stuff, man. I mean, it is basically candy. It is the least vegetable of all vegetables, and yes. Getting the shit stuck in your teeth sucks, but I'm going to say that is a risk worth taking. No. Also, floss is an invention that I highly recommend regardless,
0: but. It's not worth the time investment. (laughs) And like what? I take it and do what? Slather butter on it like some kind of animal? Yeah. Or even worse, put mayonnaise on it?
1: Okay, I don't know about that. Oh my God.
0: (laughs) if you're if you're telling me about elotes okay, like yeah. the homies love that shit there are some people who will kill me for saying all those, right all right but it's garbage <laughs> elotes is garbage uh oh,
1: we no. almost made it to 100 episodes man we were so close
0: <laughs> <laughs> What well, you you fucking put mayo cotija cheese and fucking tahini on I a need, fucking i need to be ugh.
1: clear that mayonnaise and mayonesa are two different things. Uh,
0: <laughs> oh, so it's the difference between Japanese mayo and American mayo?
1: That's a separate thing also, but yeah, mayonnaise is closer to Japanese mayo. Uh-huh. And also, I'm very sparing with it. Mayo, like, one of my issues with mayonnaise in itself is that people fucking dump that shit onto whatever they're having. Like... It will overpower the sandwich that it is upon. If you put like a light little smattering of it, sure, fine, whatever, you're cool. But when you just like glob that shit on there and you can hear it as you press down on the sandwich. Ugh. (laughs) But Mm. in the context of Elote, you just put a light little sprinkling of it, mostly as a means of getting the stuff on there. Because, you know. It doesn't have a natural way of disgusting.
0: On it. Delicious. You're gonna fuck you're gonna fucking tell me that chewing into the sweet candy of a vegetable with fucking mayonnaise on it and cheese and tahini? if you're lucky. No way. Oh yeah. Is it cayenne pepper or tahini?
1: Uh it, some places do tahine, some places do um just like a chili powder. Okay. I prefer it as just a chili powder because then you're still putting lime on top of that anyway. Ugh, and disgusting.
0: So, I might like if you were to if you were to put those ingredients onto a hot dog with the exception of corn, I might be like, yo, like okay, maybe you could fuck with that.
1: I could definitely see that. I mean, like, even without the mayonnaise, because really it is more of just like a means of getting the stuff to stick on there, and it just happens to have a similar flavor profile as the rest of the stuff, so it works. But I mean, like, I'll put that same set of ingredients probably minus the cheese onto like other fruits and it's delicious i do that shit with with mango Mm -hmm. and it's dope you
0: put mayonnaise
1: no not on not mayo like just the tahini and like hot sauce and lime and stuff
0: okay i mean then that's like a completely different thing it's the same it's the same shit minus mayonnaise yeah and cheese cheese. like i would say those are the two major components like uh, it's texture and flavor in those two things because you'll get flavor out of the tahine and the lime and the chili powder, but or chili powder I should say. Yeah, yeah. But like those things aren't the point of the dish.
1: I suppose. It is it is more savory. It's a little saltier than say like doing that with mango, but I don't know. I still fuck with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're not gonna convince me otherwise. Now I also say that knowing that it's objectively terrible for you. So I'll I'll give you a point on that category because there is basically no reason to eat corn like from a nutritional standpoint. There's effectively no reason to ever eat corn.
0: <laughs> fuck corn forever. This shit's so gross. I still dig it. It's like uh <laughs> Candy DMs. Um Like low key fuck with a bull. I don't really like Dessert foods, uh, like, with a savory dish. Like, I can understand you wanting contrasting flavors on a yeah, plate yeah. or whatever.
1: But candy yams are basically just dessert. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> fucking give this to me with a pie or something. Like, Yeah. Don't, I don't want this, like, sitting next to this fucking delicious smoked salmon that I have. Yeah. Even though the flavors might, I would be willing to mix that up a little bit. <laughs> Get it in the mix. See what it's hitting for. I feel you. I feel it. I don't know. I like No, nah, that ain't. that's not for me.
1: I, I definitely understand when people hate on, on candy. DMs. I like them, but I'm also, it, I only think it mixes well with like half the stuff on your plate anyway. Cause like, I know at my, with my dad, he usually does like a, uh, a honey glazed ham, which I know you won't fuck with cause it's ham. Yes. Um, uh, and that's where I find that the, the candied yams go with the best is that, and then, like, collard greens. Which...
0: Mm, yeah. 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 That's a good combo. Candied yams and collard greens. Yeah. And, yeah. like,
1: that's that's real soul foody. Because, yeah. like, when I, when I think of, of Thanksgiving, it basically boils down to, like, gentrified foods and, like, ultra-white, like, Midwestern cooking, and then just straight-up soul food. Those are the things that come to mind so collard greens to me that's a thanksgiving food and uh if you haven't had some good greens i recommend you take a trip to the south or will find the blackest person you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't know man you got to be careful with some people you got to be careful with those greens sometimes oh, yeah. i'll put a fucking ham hock yeah in i was it.
1: about to say because you can't yeah. do ham because that, yeah. that is definitely how my dad does it
0: you drop a ham hock and like 10 pounds of salt in that motherfucker oh yeah yeah get
1: you the beatus right there
0: yeah yeah.
1: Clogs martyrs real quick. It's just <laughs> delicious. <laughs> it took. It actually took me a while to get to get turned on to greens, but after I learned to embrace the bitterness, it's nice.
0: I've been I've been fucking around with different flavor profiles recently, like in my cooking and shit. Yeah, been been going pretty hard on the cooking yeah. on some real life shit. Um made this fucking gambas al ajillo. It's this shrimp dish. It's got like four fucking ingredients. Extra virgin olive oil, garlic, sherry, shrimp, and parsley if you really Sounds want dope. it. Sounds dope. It's fucking <laughs> tight. And it's ready in like five or so minutes. It's very quick. That's one thing
1: I love about cooking fish is that you can make that shit super quick, super simple. You don't need a bunch of ingredients like
0: yeah, you can, I, I recently, I hadn't had bread in a very long time. I would mm. sworn off of it, uh, mainly as a means of losing weight. It's a good way but, to start. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I bought a baguette and I toasted that motherfucker with a little bit of butter on that shit. Mm. And then I put the scramps on top of it, mm. dude, and made like little tapas at home tapas party for one. Damn. Oh my God the sauce is incredible. Like the, the extra virgin olive oil and the sherry with the garlic is fucking dope.
1: Yeah. That sounds real nice.
0: Yeah. It was really, really nice. If you can't eat seafood, your life sucks. Yeah. You know, things are rough
1: when, when you're missing out on one of the best food groups.
0: Yeah, man, I could live. I'm, I'm starting to come around a little bit because I haven't eaten beef in a long time. Mm. Uh, I I'm starting to come around on like it being unnecessary because like I get, I used to fuck with steaks. I feel like there's a ceiling for beef. There right? is like everything within a specific range for beef is like hidden for the same mediocre type shit. Right. Mm. Even if you're a fantastic chef, it's always just going to be kind of mediocre. And the top tier stuff, if you get like the real tender filet mignon or, uh, like cuts of Kobe or uh, even some ribs. If you got cats cooking ribs or like smoking brisket or whatever, like sometimes those are SS tier foods. But most of the time, if you're prepping beef by yourself, it's in the like mid to low range. I think chicken is better than beef. Mm. Like, I don't think that's even a hot take either. All right, listeners, let us know what you think. Is chicken better than beef? I think it's more versatile. Like, you can make a lot more dishes that have varying flavor profiles that are complemented by the fat on the chicken.
1: I will definitely agree with that. Like, you know, I can think of sweet and savory dishes with chicken 10 times faster than I can with anything with beef. I mean, like, you can do stuff like you know oh you do like with cherry roasted or oven roasted cherry tomatoes with beef and like oh yeah it's real hearty and then there's like that tanginess and sweetness but you can do that with chicken too yeah but i don't know i I still think i like beef more
0: i mean so here's here's the thing chicken breast easy to fuck up definitely chicken thighs harder to fuck up
1: definitely dark meat dark meat is so much better than than white meat and yeah chicken
0: 100 but beef like you can fuck that up quick
1: there's a lot of ways to fuck up beef yeah and, and you have to cook different parts differently like if you try and cook a london broil steak the same way you cook uh filet mignon or like a flank steak if you try to cook those three meats the same way you're gonna fuck one of them up guaranteed yeah 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 Man. Yeah. I, but i know how to make a good steak i know how to do it so i feel like <laughs> yeah
0: same i'm very adept at cooking steaks but like what are you really eating with the steak right yeah you you cook up the steak and if you're if you're on your shit if you're a real thug if you know how to cook bitch which i do <laughs> yeah what you do is you put a pad of butter in that motherfucker yeah. with a little bit of olive oil so yeah. the butter doesn't burn so and you drop drop two cloves of garlic in that bitch, yeah. and you spoon over that onto the steak. Yeah. And like later in the game, uh, after you've flipped it once, you can add in some rosemary, or even add the rosemary from the top. Yeah. You can do that. But like, what are you really tasting on that beef? That beef doesn't have its own like unique flavor, and it's not really absorbing what you're cooking. It's basted in it. Like you can taste it on the meat. Yeah. But it's not; it's still got its own very distinct beefy taste. But I like that beefy taste. Okay, well that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I, I prefer; I prefer the more mild lamb taste.
1: Lamb. I see. I feel like lamb has a more distinct flavor. Yeah, I, I do love me some lamb.
0: But it's more mild to me than I beef. I suppose. I suppose. Because I'm, I guess mostly what I'm tasting in beef is like the iron from the blood. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Well, whatever the case, seafood still King. So
0: yeah, seafood is fucking like it's the ease of which, I mean, you can easily fuck it up as Definitely. well, but it's still easy to make. Yeah. Like if you follow instructions on a website, you're good. You're
1: good. I mean, I would say the biggest thing to follow when, when trying to cook seafood and you're not super familiar with the stuff you're doing lean towards undercooking it because it's so easy to overcook it. Like I've had so many rubbery shrimps in my life that I will never <laughs> I will never overcook my shit again. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely easy to fuck up, but it's also really easy to get right.
0: Yeah. So that's nice. For sure. That's yeah, yeah. You got any other food items for Thanksgiving?
1: Oh, I mean there's there's plenty of stuff. Oh. Okay. This is a big one. Pumpkin pie. No. That's I'm, a big no from me, dog. I am not a fan of pumpkin pie. That same goes with sweet potato pie, because it's basically the same shit. Don't yeah. you try and tell me otherwise. And let me tell you, it's not nearly as good as other pies. There are plenty <laughs> of other pies that are very
0: seasonal and just
1: as Thanksgiving.
0: Dog, if you try to give me a pecan pie, I'm gonna <laughs> I might duff you. <laughs> I might fucking fight you. <laughs> don't I, you bring no pecan pie into my house. I really like uh, peach cobbler. Oh, fuck me up with some peach cobbler. Dude, uh, apple cinnamon pie. They had one yep, at Costco yep, yep. a long time ago. I don't know if they still do it, but um, there's there were a lot of different kinds of pie out there. Yeah. The bottom list is filled out by pecan, sweet potato, and pumpkin. and pumpkin. There's, If you bring any of those, like I get that maybe you want to be seasonal or some shit, but do not bring those. Leave them at home. (laughs) If you
1: want to be seasonal, apple pie.
0: Yeah. And then like the fourth bottom one is rhubarb. You bring a fucking strawberry rhubarb pie, dog. I like rhubarb pie. Do you? Disgusting. (laughs) I mean, the most offensive easily is pecan
1: yeah no because I what it
0: is like fake caramel filling, yeah, and pecan Pecans suck
1: I'm cool with pecans i I just don't like pecan pie, like I like it in stuff, I like it in better stuff disgusting. don't bring it into my house
0: disgusting, <laughs> yeah,
1: nah. a peach cobbler,
0: oh, my grandma used to make such a good peach cobbler Dog, and you get like a nice little half scoop of ice cream, yeah, yeah, you don't need a lot. Oh. Goddamn. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I think I'm going to get the ingredients to make a peach cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I think I know what I'm doing for Thanksgiving now. Hell
0: yeah. What are your plans for Thanksgiving? I have
1: no fucking idea. Like, oh, okay. I might I might just chill with Nikki and like make some cheesy ass potatoes and that's it. Okay. I yeah. feel you. Yeah, what about you? You got any plans?
0: No. I'm going to stay at home and get fucking wasted. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit out here in my fucking living room and just watch TV with a fucking bottle of tequila in my hand, <laughs> and I'll see I'll see about cooking something. Maybe I'll try to cook something this year. I don't know. I haven't did, definitely not turkey because turkey is just a waste. No, why? Like it's a waste of money. And it's funny because they give them out for free every year where I work. Oh yeah, you can get a turkey or a ham. <laughs> and like obviously don't eat don't, ham don't eat ham for those of you listening at home who are baffled by me not eating ham uh i don't eat it because i just have never really eaten pork in my life and it makes me unbelievably sick when i do
1: yeah it it's especially true with meats where if you don't eat that meat often or especially not if you don't eat it at all you lose the enzymes to digest it properly And you will just shit your guts out or even just puke uh, upon eating that. And that happens with a lot of like vegetarians who try meats again. They're like, oh, I can't eat meat. It makes me sick. That's actually true.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah, it's a personal problem. But I won't, I won't bring home a turkey because like there's no way I myself (laughs) and my roommate are going to eat a turkey. No. And like preparing it fine to where it's like edible. I haven't I haven't ever cooked anything that large. No. So it's like I don't really trust myself to do it competently.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've ever done anything that would be considered like a roast of any sort where it's like just cooking for 3 plus hours. No. Nah.
0: <laughs> I have a few times and uh the results vary. Yeah, like I don't like I used to when I when I used to work at Legend, I would cook every once in a while and bring it into work. And like, I don't like prepping big pieces of food. Yeah, nah it, the I think the results maybe it's because I was bad at cooking and I still am. <laughs> but I think the results come out too shaky for me too often. I made two briskets one time. And they both had the same glaze on it mm. uh, so it could build the bark. One had the bark, the other didn't. And I didn't understand why. And they were both prepared in the same way. That's weird. Yeah. So it's either my oven is fucked or I shouldn't be baking them both at the same time. I don't know. I, I never figured it out. But it was it's just inconsistent enough for me not to like it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Plus, I mean, the, the amount of effort that goes into and the like and the time involved with big roasts and stuff, you can get similarly good food for a tenth of the time. So, yeah, it's not worth it to me.
0: No, it's not.
1: Any other foods? I mean, that's all I can think of in terms of like really classic uh, Thanksgiving type fare.
0: There are definitely foods that I'm willing to suffer through pain for. Uh, like, I'm lactose intolerant as well. So, I will fuck around with some mac and cheese. Oh, like yeah. Specifically, just on Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah. And that's it. A good homemade mac and cheese is so nice. And I I know that, like, a lot of these, like, millennial-aimed restaurants are fucking with, like, more gourmet mac and cheese. Like, there's a spot down here called Urban Solace. That has a really good duckaroni. It's mac and cheese made with duck. And I haven't had it, but I hear it's fucking bomb. Okay. And, like, other places I've been doing, like, shrimp mac or lobster mac and stuff. And I find a lot of them get one thing wrong, and that's they put in all these really strong... Like bitter cheeses like brie or. Uh, Gouriere. Yeah, or like Gouda and shit. And Gouda. like. <laughs> those cheeses are fine on their own. Like they, they each have their own place. But when I'm going for mac and cheese, give me the sharp taste. Give me like cheddar. Give me f- even fucking like mozzarella for like that really melty shit. But like huh. I want a sharp and salty mac and cheese. And well, I
0: prefer mild. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh- a little because it can blend better with other flavors. I treat it like it's uh like a topping for a sandwich. You know. Uh, you know what Yeah, I mean? yeah.
1: That's that's yeah.
0: It's not I don't I don't ever catch myself like eating spoonfuls of mac and cheese. I will slap it onto like that open face Sammy with some gravy and that meat that fine, fine meat. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean I, I can definitely I can definitely accept a more mild one, but don't give me a bitter mac and cheese. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. But there's some good ass mac and cheese out there. I'll definitely fuck
0: some up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anything else? No, nah, that's all I got. Alright, cool. Thanks everybody for listening to this week's edition of Real Nerd Hours. We're back next week with episode one fucking hundred.
1: Yay!
0: Ding, 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 ding. Bleh, 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 bleh. I think, what, technically 104 is two years? No. Yes. 102. 102?
1: Well, It would be 104. It's 52 weeks.
0: 52? Mm. Oh, yeah. Even though 16. that's
1: not like an, a very accurate, because it's not exactly 52
0: weeks, mm-hmm.
1: but... Somewhere Whatever, it's close enough.
0: Every Thursday for fucking two years, we've had. or well, we missed one one day, missed it by a single day, actually. Yes, uh, because I made my choices. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's been a good. It's been a good ride. It's been a fun run. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll be back next week with an episode. Uh, the stuff on the Patreon is still the stuff on the Patreon. Listen to that. You know what? I completely forgot to put. bonus episodes up while i'm thinking about it i'm gonna do it tonight uh it's tuesday so hopefully by by the time you see it it'll be on the rss um and you can enjoy the episodes um yeah thanks everybody for listening uh i've been denzel i've been chet um thank you for listening to real nerd hours uh we'll see you next week y'all have a good night